Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of the Barbell Voodoo Podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Facing. This podcast is brought to you by Paleo Works. It's a locally owned meal prep kitchen with a passion for paleo. They make it easy for people to have the nutrition they need when they need it. They deliver weekly menus of heat and eat paleo meals, athlete recovery meals, and bulk macro items for those of you counting macros, as well as a variety of side items that can be added to your order. Their meals feature 100% grass-fed, all-natural and hormone-free chicken, beef, and pork. They have pickup locations all over the place to make it easy for you to pick up your meals, and they also have delivery options around Nashville area for a small fee. Paleo Works wants to make nutrition the easiest part of your day. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Barbell Voodoo podcast. Go check out the uh, website at barbell-voodoo.com for all your awesome apparel needs. And also check out Barbell Voodoo Private Label. We just want to be a part of anything you're doing and anything you need printed. That's the place to have it done. In the meantime, enjoy the podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Barbell Voodoo Podcast. Um, we are here with uh, Sean Ryder, um, author, intellectual, brilliant guy uh, in the CrossFit world. Just wrote a great book, though, um, and uh, we're going to talk about that here in a little bit. Um, I've, I read it, and it was fantastic. Uh, the Relentless Pursuit of You, and it talks about uh, six six pillars that, that he's found to be uh the, the keys to uh kind of moving forward for uh for me just to give you a little bit it, it's a it was a great read for um kind of getting back on track or even maybe for people who are starting to get on track um with things but uh you know it, it evokes movement forward and that was great so i'm looking forward to talk about that but in the meantime welcome to the show sean and um awesome. i'd Thank love to me. yeah i'd love to hear about um your journey and getting to this point like why uh why you know felt the need to write a book how you even got to the place you are in because you're also running a crossfit gym right yeah yep so you know i'm 30 years old married have a 20 year old or yeah 20 year old 20 month old that's uh, <laughs> <laughs> a, you know, a weird childhood <laughs> <laughs> um you know i graduated college and uh moved to this little town in virginia and uh you know started a gym at that point and you know some things have happened with the gym over the years but we're you know seven years strong right now uh, i found crossfit tail end of college just kind of through the grapevine started doing it on my own um never stepped foot into a crossfit affiliate before i opened one so pretty unique story there um on how that got started just out of the blue with a, a business partner back in the day uh being an ex-athlete fell in love with uh, the intensity and the competitive nature that it was back in 2011 and 12. Um, and you know, once I, I dove into it, I was training hard, training lots of hours. I think that's how a lot of uh, people's stories start with CrossFit back then. Um, mm-hmm. things, in my opinion, have changed, um, you know, over the past two years maybe, but, uh, my journey kind of follows that line of trying to, uh, qualify for regionals and, you know, beating up your body and putting training before a lot of things in life. Yeah. And, uh, as I, you know, got into my mid twenties, my later twenties, I, you know, had to have some good talks with myself about where I wanted to be. Um, and, you know, being a walk on football player in college at some point I needed to, needed to decide when my football career would actually be over. And when I had to focus on my academics and I did that two years into college, I stopped playing football, you know, something I played since I was in fourth grade, um, mm-hmm. focus on academics and then kind of the same story with being a competitive CrossFitter and also an affiliate owner. Um, I couldn't, you know, burn the candles at both ends, so to speak. Um, and I needed to make a choice and my career and my business, my clients were more important than my personal goals. Uh, so I, I cut back on the training, um, and over the past three years, just really focused on building the business as you dive deeper into helping people improve their lives. And, you know, people come into the gym and they start working out for the first time in a long time, and then you get them to eat better and they're, they're working out and they're eating better and their life absolutely changes, you know, mm-hmm. but at some point, maybe a year, two years later, they're still working out at your gym four or five days a week. They're eating 80% real food. They've lost weight. They're getting stronger. Then they're still not happy. 
And, you know, that's kind of where this book comes into play, the relentless pursuit of you. Uh, at the end of 2018, I had a little, you know, seminar at the gym where, you know, I had 40 people pay $10 to come hear me kind of pontificate on some <laughs> thoughts that I had on how they could improve their life. Um, basically, it was just a soapbox session of me standing there for two hours talking about the things I think outside of fitness and nutrition that people could improve their lives with. Mm-hmm. Um, fitness and nutrition, I think are the first two things that if, if your life isn't going in the direction that you want it, fitness and nutrition are the first two things that you could change and, and start doing consistently. It doesn't have to be anything over the top. Just clean up your eating, start going to a gym. But after that, you know, I needed to narrow down my list and, uh, that's where the six pillars come into play. Two of those mm-hmm. are fitness and nutrition, but you know, the, the book came from a two hour seminar I had at my gym where afterwards people were like, Hey, that, that, you know, this part of that seminar really rung true with me. I'm going to try this a couple weeks later. Like, Hey, I've been drinking more water because of that one thing you said, I've been putting the phone away earlier at night and it's helped me fall asleep. I, I haven't been drinking water in the afternoon. So now I don't pee in the middle of the night. So now I'm sleeping straight through the night. Um, and I, I told myself, how do I scale a two hour conversation with every single person that walks through my gym? in the future. I can't mm-hmm. talk to everyone for two hours. So I thought about writing a pamphlet and I was like, well, I got too much shit to say to write a <laughs> yeah. two full pamphlet. So I'm just going to start writing this book. I have some time in the middle of the day, Monday through Friday, I'll dedicate an hour to it. And so that's where the book came. So it's mm-hmm. still kind of weird to hear people call me an author, but I guess technically I am. I wrote something it's on Amazon for sale. It sold, you know, 225 copies in the first month, which is kind of cool to see. But, um, you know, I, I'm hearing some feedback from people and the goal was to help someone. It's helping some people. Uh, I know you read it, excited to hear what you thought and some things that stuck out to you, different things stick out for different people in different chapters. And that's what I really love to hear. I really love to hear which part resonated with those people. Yeah. Yeah. So is that 225 like books or does that include like my Kindle purchases as well? Um, uh, includes, I think only so like 23 or 27 Kindle. Uh, purposes. So, but that does include that. Um, I was really surprised on how many people wanted a paperback copy. Uh, I, I wanted a paperback copy, but like when it, I don't know, when I went on, like I waited till the date and then I, and then I went on there and it was only available on Kindle. I was like, well, dang, okay, well, I I don't have time. I'm going out of town. (laughs) It it delayed, it delayed a day because I, uh, you know, I didn't really get too much help with creating the book. Um, and I messed up the size of the cover or the cover was approved. And then 48 hours before the book was released and I submitted everything final, mm-hmm. uh, they said it was an eighth of an inch too uh, short. And so I had to update and which was another 48 hours. So it actually released on June 2nd instead of June 1st, but all the pre-orders yeah. Kindle versions were available. So little hiccup there, lesson learned, but, uh, uh, you know, it got out a day later and, and, uh, I'm glad that you got a copy. Yeah. I mean, if that's the only hiccup you had in releasing your first book, <laughs> I'd say it's pretty good success. Yeah. It was it's certainly a learning process. I definitely, uh, you know, I didn't hire anyone out, but I definitely reached out, um, to people in my network. Uh, I had one of my clients who's an AP English teacher. She edited the whole thing. She did a fantastic job. Really? Like, yeah. She did a great job, man. A lot of, um, she, she's been a client of mine for six years. So she kind of knows how I talk. And I told her at the beginning, I said, it needs to be in my voice, just how I talked in the seminar. Um, I don't want it to read like a book. I want it to read like I'm sitting there having coffee with you, talking to you. Um, and so she did a really good job at letting me know, uh, when it was confusing, when I could cut back and reword a few things. So she, that was awesome. She was the biggest help that I had. Um, and then I had a good conversation with Chris Cooper from two brain who sold Mm -hmm four Amazon bestsellers about two weeks before the book release. And he gave me some really good, uh, influential advice that, uh, I, I could tweak a few things right there at the last minute that really helped propel me, um, to get some exposure, which was really nice. Um, yeah, and I think I got the number, number one new release on teen health and we ended up shooting up to number two bestseller in teen health and number three new release in aging, midlife, uh, management, time, time management. So that was kind of cool. It was a cool experience. Um, all that wrapped up in a six month, uh, six month timeline. 
Um, I don't know if I would do that again, but uh, <laughs> certainly, certainly part of the book is t- talks about per- personal development and doing things that you you know don't have all the answers to and figuring it out along the way. And that's what this book was. This book yeah. was a prime example of me not knowing anything about writing or writing a book mm-hmm. and figuring it out, doing some research, asking people questions. And uh, so it was a, a real life project of some of the message that comes from the book. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, if it makes you feel better, you, I read your book before Chris Coop's books. <laughs> you know, you're number one. I appreciate that. First <laughs> on the list to be read, I appreciate that. He's, he's yeah. great, and his books no, are awesome. I just ordered like three of his and started yeah. one last night. But um, Fantastic. But yeah, that's uh, it's great. Well, yeah, do you want to talk a little bit about the book then? Yeah, so, uh, you know, it's uh, The Relentless Pursuit of You. It's Six Pillars to Take Back Your Life. Uh, I label three of those pillars as external, something that you kind of have to make a conscious decision to put your body through and actually um, act upon physically mm-hmm. of some sort. Uh, that would be uh, fitness. Uh, so exercise, I think it's labeled in the book, exercise and yeah. nutrition and then sleep. Um, I think those three things um, are vitally important. I think fitness and nutrition are the easiest to, to fix sleep is a little bit tougher because we're asking you what time you go to bed, what time you wake up, why do you go to bed that late? Why do you wake up that late or that early? How many times do you wake up in the middle of the night? What are the reasons why you wake up in the middle of the night? Do you work during the night? All those questions. Uh, so that's a little bit tougher one to change. Uh, the other three are more internal, uh, something that, uh, helps with mentality or mindset, uh, something that uh, you can not do like physical activity with, um, mm-hmm. personal development, learning things, uh, that improve you. Uh, personal development is different than professional development. Professional development will make you better at your profession, your job, your career, and ultimately it improves the company's bottom line, which is great that you work for or that you own. Uh, but you as an individual, you need to progress in your personal skills, learn something new, improve upon mm. the skills that you have, uh, be in, uh, be involved in, um, you know, some groups or some mentoring practices or reading, um, uh, things from people who are where you want to be, uh, stressors in social media, uh, t- taking control of what you see on Facebook and Instagram. It's not Facebook's fault for the things that you see. It's not, um, <laughs> it's not anyone's fault, but your own on who you follow, who you see, uh, you can unfriend people, you can unfollow people, mm-hmm. uh, you control the notifications that get pushed to your phone. Um, I'm still altering the things like literally, uh, today I just deleted one of my social media apps from my phone. I can only access it on my desktop. Um, I don't have push notifications. I don't, I rearranged my phone layout, just things like that. Um, we, mm-hmm. I can get deeper into that. Cause I think that's something that a lot of people can, can learn from. And then the last one's connection, uh, which is building sustainable relationships. Uh, my weakest pillar, uh, for the majority of my life, something that I've really had to work hard with the past, maybe 18 to 24 months. I wrote that chapter for me. Um, that's how I wrote it. Mm-hmm. I need to remember as I move forward and build relationships with people, um, and just go a little bit deeper, uh, not trying to have more friends, but just trying to go deeper with the people that are close to me in my life. And then, you know, the end of the book kind of wraps it all up with bringing it together and understanding the mindset behind the relentless pursuit. Uh, I really do like that phrase, relentless pursuit, but mm-hmm. people, people do need to understand that they need to, under, they need to understand where they are today and uh, be okay with where they are today, understand where they want to go, um, and then understand that change is okay, cutting people out is okay, um, saying no is okay, uh, getting the mindset right to grow. Um, mm-hmm. So that's kind of the premise of the book, man. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. Uh, one of the, you know, if I could just hit on a couple of sections, uh, like really, if we could touch on just each section, just a little okay. bit, give you a couple things here. Um, the, in the, in the intro, I loved that you almost, uh, in parts gave people permission to care about themselves, you know, in, in terms of like one of the, one of the things that, I had highlighted in here, um, just kind of, it, this kind of skips over parts, um, cause it's my highlights, but, uh, it says, you know, you start out with like, you should optimize you, you should thrive. You should not live. Um, I mean, you should not just live, you should live like all, all caps. And then later on, you're like, from this point forward, you're making decisions, not for the person you currently are, uh, you're doing it for the person you want to be years from now. No matter what stage of life, you're allowed to improve your life 
You're allowed to alter your path. You're, you've been taking um, to chase the person that you're always wanted to become. Um, I love that. You know, that um, it's not, you know, you're not settling. Um, so many people um, that I know I, that I talk, I'll talk with all the time um, need permission to, to invest in themselves, need permission to continue to move forward, to progress, to take the time to, to work out or, or even work on each one of those six pillars. Um, workout seems to be a, a lot of them with, with family, especially taking an hour yeah. to go do something away from them um, seems, seems like a struggle. But you're almost, you know, inter- introducing people to these things, but in a, in a way of like giving them permission to, um, to engage in it. Uh, and I think that's so helpful. Yeah, I talk, I think the first couple paragraphs of the book talk about how we all have routines and, mm-hmm. and r- routines in themselves aren't the issue. The fact that we haven't questioned our routines, uh, maybe in years, uh, mm-hmm. is the issue. The fact that we always wake up at six o'clock and I don't have time to cook breakfast. Like literally when's the last time you thought about waking up at five 45, like yeah. I, one time in our private Facebook group for our, our gym, I went Facebook live on me cooking breakfast and it took less than two minutes and 37 seconds <laughs> to cook yeah. eggs, to cook eggs and heat up bacon and cut an avocado. Like it was, cra- it was crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a lot faster than the McDonald's line at seven 30 in the morning. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, I write that, uh, you know, any routine that doesn't allow you to grow is unfavorable. Right. Like you're not stuck in the you choose your routine. You choose the thing that you do for the first 30 minutes of every day. Right. Yeah. yeah. So vital, man. That is so vital to to really look at what you're doing the second you get out of bed. Um, It doesn't mean get out and just start sprinting throughout your day. It it means understanding how much time you're spent for one of my clients that I met with for coffee once a month for six months about this book. Mm-hmm. You know, to help him with these six pillars, he literally would wake up and shower and then go to the gym. And then when he got to work, he would shower again. And he's wondering where he can fit in some of these extra things for personal time, like reading and mm-hmm. having a cup of coffee with his wife. Yeah. So why do you need a shower as soon as you wake up? It's just what he's done for years. He's just done it for years and he needed someone else to tell him. Hey, maybe not shower before the gym, right? And now his mm-hmm. his whole 30 minutes getting out of bed is completely different today than it was six months ago. This is the same individual who would wake up three times in the middle of the night to use the restroom because yeah. drinking water up until the point he went to bed. It took about three and a half months, but our meeting in month three, we sat down and the night prior was the first time in seven years that he slept straight through the night. That's awesome. Because he stopped drinking water by 3 p.m. every day. Yeah. There's and, nothing that makes me more pissed off than having to wake up and go pee in the middle of the night. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> exactly, exactly right. And that, you know, that kind of leads into, you know, number one, yeah, people do need permission because they haven't given themselves permission. So whether you know me or not, maybe that will help you. Just hearing it from an, an unbiased individual that's not your spouse, that's not your best friend who doesn't have their life together who's not, you know, someone that doesn't have, you know, two kids and, uh, you know, a mortgage and all that. Like you just take it from me. I'm unbiased. I'll give you permission to do whatever you want. Yeah. Well, and and it leads into, you know, what, what your next chapter leads into the pillars, but it's talking about the pillars and and you spend some time focusing on that growth mindset. Yeah. You know, a, uh, you know, the fixed mindset is the one that can't, can't change their routine. That's right. You know, and, and, I love that. We're, we're talking a lot about that now in the uh, in fitness world and CrossFit, especially um, in a lot of the podcasts that, that I listen to. Um, what does that mean to you um, personally or, or how have you found that to, to ring true for you? Yeah. So uh, let's give credit. Carol, Dr. Carol Dweck, her book is Mindset. Yeah. I think it's a new psychology on sports or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. Fantastic read. Fantastic book. Um, you you aren't born with the skills that you have later on in life, right? Like we, mm-hmm. we, we didn't come out of the wound walking. We, we had to learn, we had to progress, but at some point, you know, people, I, I don't like cliche quotes and I already use burning the candle at both ends, but people, <laughs> always say, people always say that life happens, right? Oh, life happened and this and this and this and this, that doesn't mean that you now stop and that's where you're at for the rest of your life. I literally, did not write 
I enjoyed writing in college. I wrote a little bit of a blog when I got hurt doing CrossFit, but I never wrote anything. Mm-hmm. But I gave myself permission to figure it out. I gave myself permission to put in some time mm-hmm. and look what the end result was. I'm not saying you have to write a book, but just because you don't work out today doesn't mean you can't work out. You just have to take the first step, which is yeah. through the front door of some sort of gym. I don't care if it's a CrossFit gym, Arm Theory, or Planet Fitness. Like you can improve. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean you're going to be an Olympic athlete. Like you don't have to be the best person in that field. You just have to progress for yourself and you have to believe that. Mm-hmm. You have to want you have to want that because I'm going to be honest with you, Jacob. If you don't want to get better, that's OK, too. Just don't buy and read the book. <laughs> but 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 if you're complaining about something in your life, mm-hmm. you're now a hypocrite. Yeah. If you don't think you can get better and you're complaining about where you're at, how much money you make. The, you know, your, your weight on the scale, the fact that you're not getting stronger, the fact that you, you're like, you're complaining now and you're not taking action. What I, mm-hmm. I don't mind people's emotions. This is what I talk about with clients and, and inside of my own house. I don't mind. <laughs> I don't mind if you get emotional. I like emotion. I'm showing emotion right now. My voice is elevating. After you tell me how you feel, you better tell me what you're going to do about it. Yeah. That's like, that's my thing right now is, okay, I hear you. I actually understand what you're saying. I'm being empathetic. Now, what do you want to do about it? What are you going to do about it? Are you willing to take action on it? I'm here to help you with the plan. I don't expect you to come with the absolute best plan. That's what the book is hopefully helping people with is setting up some steps for a plan, but you have to be willing to take action. That's, Mm -hmm. that's the growth mindset, action, taking the step forward. That's what it, that's what it means to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's different. Like, I mean, that's the difference between complaining and venting. Like venting is getting the emotions out and then doing something about it or not repeating the same thing. You know, complaining is just sitting in that funk and just whining and, you know, bitching and moaning about stuff, you know? And as gym, as gym owners, we sit there and do the same thing. You might bitch and moan about the fact that, you know, uh, you know, you're, you're not making money. And then a year later, you're still talking about not making money, but you're still giving discounts and you haven't raised your rates. Like we all do yeah. it to a certain extent. We have to call ourselves on our own bullshit. Mm-hmm. And once we call ourselves on our own bu- bullshit, literally just write out the first step and take that first step. Now, there's a difference between, you know, I like uh, James Clear in Atomic Habits. Like he talks about the difference between being in motion and actually taking action. Being in motion might be step one. You're like, you're searching for answers. Oh, I, yeah. I know I need to be active. I need to exercise. So let me Google a full, uh, a, a few things. Oh, look, there's six gyms in my town. Cool. Okay. I'm going to email a few of them. That's you being in motion. But if six weeks later, you haven't signed up for one of the gyms, you literally have not taken action. So all that motion mm-hmm. was. Yeah. So, you know, I like, I like that thought too. I like the difference between being emotional. It's the same difference between being busy and being productive. Just cause you're doing things doesn't mean you're being productive. Doesn't mean you're moving forward. So just acknowledging and seeing the progress and knowing that you're taking, uh, the forward action in the right way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the, the first pillar you kind of talk about is food. Um, which, you know, is where it all starts. Yeah. Uh, and, um, one of the things that, that stuck out, because not only have I said this plenty of times, um, but I also hear it a, a lot. Um, one, of the, one of the things that was on here was uh, when a 450-pound man looks you dead in the eye and says his nutrition is pretty good, you realize that society has been duped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 That's, oh. a, that's a reality all the time. Um, and, you know, people uh, have said that, you know, and you go, nah, I'm not sure if that's that's true. Exactly. Um, but like the, you know, the whole definition of even what health is, which is which is all over the place, honestly, in, in our society right now. Um, and, and a really challenging thing um, for people who are just trying to get started. You know, they're they're believing anything that pops up all the time, um, whether that's an Instagram or anything else. But um, but, yeah, that that's one of the ones that. uh that, that it resonated with me because, you know, there, there are plenty of times that I know I sat across from my uh, nutrition coach and was like, 
you know, I did pretty good this week. And he's like, uh, survey says <laughs> that is not accurate. You know, yeah. um, I, I all of a sudden flashed to like Maury Povich opening the envelope and his you know, test results. That's right. Say otherwise. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I mean, there, there is such a ton, a ton of information out there and we are being bombarded, uh, with a lot of false information. I don't want to get into the science and all that. That's not what I'm here for. That's not where my background is, but it just comes down to me. I wrote the book as owning a gym for seven years in seven years. I've never had someone come. People come to our gym for a reason. They Mm -hmm. most likely want to lose weight and more specifically lose body fat and maybe increase a little bit of lean muscle. I've never in seven years, never in seven years have had anyone walk in with a food log that had nothing but whole foods on it. Mm-hmm. and told me that they've gained weight over the past three years. Yeah. It has not happened. It hasn't <laughs> happened. You don't see it. So I do not talk about diets. I do not care about right. any diet ever. I do not care. I don't want to talk about diets. I don't want to hear about your diet. I'm not going to sell you on a diet. Mm-hmm. I want you to eat whole food. Yeah. And, I'm not, and, and this is different for people. I don't eat all whole food. I have cereal at night. I will go out for ice cream on the weekend. If I had a really awesome week, I'm not treating myself to a whole pizza. I'm just going to eat a whole pizza. But guess what? I have my exercise pillar Mm -hmm. figured out. I work out every day except for Sunday. Sometimes I take Saturday off too. And I eat whole foods 80 to 90% of the time. Okay. But for people that, you know, their weight is moving in the wrong direction and they're, they're, going to work, getting a bad review from their boss, and their first inclination is to go and house a bottle of wine on Tuesday night. And then on Wednesday, they either already don't go to the gym or they skip the gym because they feel bad about the wine. Like, those aren't good habits. Those aren't good steps to take. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, not a fan of diets. I want you to see – I want to see you make the decision to eat whole foods. It's pretty easy – not to eat bad food. Just don't buy bad food. Mm-hmm. Don't buy things that come in a box or a bag and has a mascot on it. That's a yeah. pretty good start. I mean, everyone knows to shop on the outside of the grocery aisle. Like these things have been repeated over and over. The, the advice is there. And actually, the first pillar is actually exercise, but it's only three pages long. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I did sc- okay. <laughs> scoot through it's that. Okay. I'm sorry. No, no, this is great because we literally don't have to talk about exercise. Because if people are listening to a barbell voodoo podcast, they're probably exercising five to six days a week. And what yeah. I say, what I say is if you're exercising three to four days a week, exercise isn't the problem. Mm-hmm. If you're not happy, if you're not going in the right direction, food would be the next thing if, it, if it's in terms of aesthetics and what your body looks like and how you feel. Oh, yeah. um, outside of that, it's the other pillars. But I own a gym and the exercise uh, pillar, I think in the paperback copy is six pages. Mm-hmm. It's the shortest chapter of the book. Yeah. Because it's not that hard. Move your body. Now, mm-hmm. we some of us need to do want to do a little bit more than others. You know, you're not gonna get the greatest results just by walking around your block once every single night. But if you haven't done anything in 20 years, walking around your block is a pretty big deal. Start yeah. awesome. Get the ten dollar membership at Planet Fitness for a dollar down and just walk on the treadmill for 30 minutes or less. That's a great start. Now, for people listening to this podcast, probably not how they're gonna get more fit. Um, you know, walking in the sun might be a, a thing that could benefit them, um, getting out away from their phone and away from a barbell, but, mm-hmm. um, you Soaking know, up some vitamin D yeah, exactly right. But, uh, you know, in terms of food, it's the same thing, right? If you don't buy cereal, you won't eat cereal. If you don't buy ice cream, you won't eat ice cream. If you buy chicken, you'll eat chicken. If you say no to, uh, Sandy at work because she always brings in cupcakes for Bob's birthday. And it seems like Bob has a birth birthday every month. You don't have to eat the cupcakes to be a good team player. Mm-hmm. You don't yeah. have to. make it harder on yourself to actually eat the things that, you know, probably aren't great for you. Make sure. a decision, make a decision that your boss and him being an asshole to you, isn't going to make you go home and house a bottle of wine or eat the whole tub of Ben and Jerry's. Now your boss forced you to do something that you, you don't, you know, is not great for you. Let's take control of what we control, which is our reaction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. So one of the ones that this is one I'm, I've been consciously working on here, um, was sleep. 
Yeah, man. And so you spent some time on that, and and you hit on a subject that's a little sensitive to me. Can you guess what it is in there? Uh, uh, well, uh, uh, the biggest thing that sticks out with people is what I tell them the only two things they should do in the bedroom are. Yeah, man. Don't worry. I got those. Yeah. Yeah, you hit on caffeine. That yeah, was – that was. You're like, you need to stop this at, at like, uh, what it was like, uh, I had like two or three or four o'clock, something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It was something early. And I was like, Oh, um, Hmm. <laughs> I, had, I had, I had Americano. I have a homemade, you can see it in the video here. I have a, yeah. a spread homemade express or uh, espresso machine here. Um, yeah. I had Americano yesterday at like two o'clock, but I, you know, I'm not that sensitive to caffeine. So I slept well last night, but even though you fall asleep, doesn't mean you're having quality sleep. Right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, I'm a fan of caffeine. I have a coffee every morning. I have bangs at my gym and I'll have one maybe once or twice a week. Um, I usually go for the, the lower caffeinated, um, uh, recovery drinks or whatever. Um, yeah. I was really hoping you'd say once or twice a day, but once or twice a week is fine. Okay. Yeah. Once or twice a week. I mean, they taste <laughs> amazing. Uh, they taste amazing, but, uh, <laughs> You know, when you do sit down, when you do sit down with clients and, you know, they're like my mom who would take a, I don't even know what they're called. What are the big canteens or whatever, um, that you put hot chocolate in when you were a kid thermos. Oh yeah. Yeah. My mom would wake up, drink a whole pot of coffee and then make another full pot of coffee and put it in her thermos and take that to work. Like, okay, now that I'm 30 years old, I, that might be a little excessive mom, but, (laughs) um, yeah, not, I mean, I'm a fan of caffeine. I enjoy it, but, um, you know, the question is, do you have trouble sleeping at night? If you, if you have trouble, it might be something to analyze and look at and cut back. Yeah. My, my deal is more, uh, quantity, um, of sleep, sometimes quality, but that's sometimes generally with kids is a little more problematic, but, um, but yeah, it's the, I've, I've been intentionally trying to get that, that minimum seven hours. Yeah. Um, and, and that's generally seven hours from like when I set my alarm to when I wake up. So it's not necessarily really seven hours sleep, but, but I'm working on it because I was generally hovering around like five to six. Um, cause I'm an early morning, uh, worker yeah, out yeah. <laughs> and that yeah. was my routine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Absolutely. Um, and so that, that was, uh, and I'd go to bed when I could, and during the summer, it's all, you know, shot to hell, you know, with, with schedules and stuff. Cause you don't have the excuse of like, now you got to go to bed now. Cause you got school tomorrow. You know, it's yeah. got to go yeah. to bed now. Cause I want to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not in that phase yet with a 20 month old. So uh, yeah, we'll see how yeah. things change, but you know, we are trying to get her into routine of going upstairs at <laughs> seven and, and, uh, you know, the wife and I get in bed by nine, nine thirty at night. She wakes up early and goes to the gym. I stay home in case the baby needs us, needs me. Um, that's right. my off there. But uh, yeah, sleep is a fickle subject. It's something that's hard to talk about on podcast because it's, it's literally different for everybody, right? Are right. you are you awake because you're anxious and you have anxiety and you you think about the thing that you have to do tomorrow? Um, you know, a quick thing would be just to keep a tablet next to your bed uh, uh, and write it down. Get something. Mm-hmm of your head. And I actually ran into this issue. I sleep really well, but leading up to the book release, there was about three nights in a row where I did not sleep very well. Cause I had to think about the, I was thinking about the next thing the next day that I had to do for the book release. Like yeah, yeah. this setting in my KDP account for Amazon and change this on uh, this chapter and make sure that that's laid out right. And, and, uh, after three days I was like, all right, I need to take my own advice. And I just literally would write down all my thoughts before I went to bed, boom, I mm-hmm. went to sleep. So as some people, it's a little bit, it's an easier change. A lot of people, it's probably going to be a, a little bit tougher. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and the reasons behind it are, are, I'm sure they very, vary. very broad. Yep, they yeah. They vary for sure. But, uh, but the studies <clears throat> that have been going on with that, that I've been, you know, kind of checking out and stuff about what sleep deprivation does to yourself, even in like low qualities, not, you know, not in terms of like you never sleep, but in terms of not getting enough quality sleep every night, um, are pretty crazy, especially in terms of like your brain activity and Alzheimer's and things like that. It's a scary business. Give your body the time, man. You got to recover. Let it do its thing. Let it do its thing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so the uh, personal development, I like that. Um, that that seems to have kind of kind of been a part of um, CrossFit, especially for a while. Continued to progress um, in the element of 
you know, learning something new, like doing something different, um, you know, doing things other than just CrossFit, um, but also learning those things personally. And you touched on that quite a bit, um, in the intro when you're talking about it in in terms of, uh, you know, this, this is your opportunity to learn something, not about your business or necessarily even your craft, but about like personally, like what that is. Some, some people that could be a faith kind of thing. Um, some people that could be, uh, just a marriage thing or something, you know, but, uh, continuing to personally develop yourself, um, is a good thing. And I think that that's one of the problem, one of the first slips away business, right? You started cutting out there. Just say, the oh, last sorry. Break. I said, I, I think that that's maybe something that cut gets cut out, um, with the business of a life. A lot of times with people first, you know, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. You, you have a job or you have a business that you own, you're a manager. So you have to, you know, worry about getting your people up to speed and letting them progress. And you come home and you have a, a child and you try and make sure that they're right on, on the same path. And we cut ourselves out. Um, you know, 15 minutes is, is a percent of your day. Mm-hmm. Give yourself at least 1% of your day. It could be first thing in the morning or last thing you do before you go to bed. And I'm not saying 1% of your day should be focused on Facebook or Instagram. It needs to be for you, for something that you're interested in. Um, like, so for me, I mean, there's, there's a couple different things. I read a lot. I read a lot, but for me, personal development was going to see a therapist. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Like that was, and I have no issues telling people that I see a therapist. It's something that I avoided my whole life. And sitting down in a room with someone that was unbiased was pretty freaking life changing for me. Absolutely. And, you know, yeah. and, and then when me and my wife go together, which I, you know, after going with her, I think every married couple, the day they get married, should start seeing a therapist. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know some divorced couples that remarry, and when they remarry, one of their stipulations is we're starting to see a therapist when we right like right now. We're going to be proactive about the things that we disagree with. That's personal development too. Um, Now, if you go with your spouse, that plays into the last pillar, which is connection. I think that's Mm -hmm. great. These, these pillars overlap. They're not just standalone, right? Right. Involve your spouse in learning how to cook, right? Like me and my wife, we did meal planning while she was pregnant because it was just quicker. It saved us time. Uh, We ordered uh, pre-made meals. Once our daughter was born, we decided, okay, we want to be more hands-on. And mm-hmm. so when, when we did take a trip to, to Rome, actually, uh, about two months ago, we signed up for a cooking class with a professional Italian chef. Oh, cool. So we learned something about new uh, food <laughs> and eating. We learned uh, a new skill. We now have to know how to make homemade po- Italian pasta with sauce and uh, homemade tiramisu, the wow. right. And uh, we did it together. And we didn't have our phones on us. So right there, I mean, that's literally four pillars in one. So um, you can mix and mingle these things. And and with either CrossFit athletes or business owners, like you need to set an hour, like for business owners, like an hour, you need to set an hour every single day or at least every other day, make it Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or Monday through Friday, where it is your time. Put your phone away. No one can contact you. Go to a different coffee shop that no one that you know is going to be at. Go to the local arboretum and walk through the trees and the grass. Like that's another thing that I do. I'll just literally I drop my dogs off at the in-laws. I'm thankful that they live locally, and I'll just drive out there and I'll walk. Like mm-hmm. sometimes I take the dogs. Sometimes my wife and I go on a Sunday, mo- a Saturday morning with our baby and our dog. Like just get out of the gym. Change your environment. Do something different. Fifteen to thirty minutes for you. Uh, you guys that have full plates, business owners, you should be able to find an hour. It's how I wrote the book. For me personally, though, um, I'm to the point now where I do not put anything on my schedule between noon and 2.45, Monday through Friday, until the day of or the day yeah. before. I do not plan anything between those. That is my time. And I'm mm-hmm. very fortunate and grateful that I have that time. I know a lot of listeners may not have that flexibility, but that is that is for me. And if I didn't have that, I'd start with 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. One of the things, uh, one of the next ones was talking about like media and you, you touched on that as well. Um, do you, do you ever feel like you're like, you're being too harsh about it or is it that important of a thing? Well, I think it's that important of a thing now, the more that I sit down <laughs> and talk with people about it. Um, yeah. It's, you know, what you find, and especially in our realm right here. So let's talk about what we, what probably most of the listeners here uh, could benefit from or currently do is we start following the people that are top levels in 
what we're trying to accomplish, whether we're trying to be, you know, USA weightlifting or CrossFit or powerlifting, whatever it may be. And there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Um, inspiring what they do is, is pretty wild. Now, if you're listening to this podcast and you're just a client at a gym and you're trying to be healthy, what I've found and what I fell into was once I stopped being in training for regionals, I still followed some of those regional athletes. I still followed the CrossFit Games athletes because they were, quote, motivating and inspiring to me. Mm, mm. But after a while, that motivation and inspiration actually turns to inferiority, if that's the right word. I'm, I started to feel inferior to them. Why can't I lift like that? Why can't I do the things that they're doing? And so you have to, again, it's just about putting yourself and how you are choosing to react to the media that you see. Not It's not the media itself. It's how you're reacting to it. So there's nothing wrong with following the fittest woman in the world unless you're questioning why you don't look and feel and act like the fittest woman in the world. And the fittest woman in the world doesn't have a job. Her job is to be the fittest woman in the world. But you're a 45-year-old mother of two that just went through a divorce last year. Mm. There's a big reason why you don't look like the fittest woman in the world. Yeah. So like it's just understanding – where you're at in your life, where you can be, what your goals are, being a healthy individual and a great mother and not comparing that to someone that's not a mother that doesn't have a 40 hour week job and two kids in an yeah. accident. Like that's, that's really where I hammered and get, get strong on my voice in the stressors and social media chapter, control who you follow, control what you look at, control how often you're on there, unfollow and unfriend whoever the hell you want. It's okay. You don't have to justify it. Um, but understanding that your reaction is your reaction. It's not about what the, it's not what the content is. It's how you're reacting to the content. And that's, that's your fault. It's my fault. That's literally why I just deleted one of the biggest social media apps off my phone today. Um, because it's, it's, it's taking too much of my time. It's taking too much of my time. It's right there. My phone is right now. I delete the app. The only way I can get on it is through desktop, which is really annoying. So (laughs) I just make it, make it hard. Like I said earlier, make something hard. It's, it's hard to eat junk food when you don't have junk food for Mm -hmm. me, my phone, it's going to be hard to log into the app when the app isn't on my phone. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. One of the the lines in that section that I really liked was, uh, this is when you need to sell yourself on the idea that the world inside your phone is not as important as the world outside of it. Yeah. I really like that. Um, you know, if you know, people are worried about virtual reality, but we're already living in virtual reality. Just go mm-hmm. to the mall, go to a restaurant. People's eyes are down in their phone. Your phone is virtual reality. Yeah. Not pre- it's, it's like just – if like the biggest thing we can talk about, like the philosophy behind all these thoughts and comments in the book, but what people need to take is the tactical advice. Mm-hmm. I don't know when this podcast will be released, but if it's like a Thursday or Friday afternoon and you're taking your spouse out for lunch this weekend, literally put it, put a reminder in your phone. Let's say your lunch, you're going to go out to lunch at 1130 at 11 o'clock, put a reminder on your calendar that reminds you to turn your phone off and leave it in your car or at home. If, if the restaurant's a mile from your house, leave your phone at home and go to eat without your phone and look at what everyone else is doing. Yeah. Like that all started when me and my wife went to Cheesecake Factory. We ordered a salad with nothing on it, by the way. No cheesecake. <laughs> no, I'm totally kidding. I definitely order a huge burger and fries <laughs> and the biggest <laughs> of Oreo cheesecake in, in the world. Oh, good choice. All, there, there was a family, I mean, there was a family of eight. It was, it was, um, mom and dad, kids and grandparents. Seven of the eight had their phones out. Yeah. Like yeah. that. And again, I don't know context. I don't know what their life looks like, but let's just assume and think that they don't live together. So, you know, the grandparents don't live with them maybe. So maybe the grandparents were visiting mm-hmm. and they're on their phone. Yeah. Like I'm still, I'm still not perfect. Me and my wife are still tweaking some of these things when I get home from work. Like we're reading atomic habits right now. And we're, we love the part about the environment that you're in and different rooms of your house are for different things. Right. Oh, what a Mm -hmm. great idea. The office is for work. Oh my God, not the couch. Right. And we're discussing, we're discussing these things again, a little bit of connection there with us. 
leaving our phones in a basket on top of the fridge when we get home. It's something we used to do. We got away from it. Do we need to get back to it? How about I just turn my phone off? Okay, look, I deleted the app off my phone today. I'm showing something progressive, mm-hmm. tactical things that I'm doing, taking action. I'm not just in motion. So uh, with you, try just – if you love social media – the first thing is just to try to take off push notifications. Turn off the banners, right? We yeah. know those. We know if you've done a little bit of research, we know what those things are for. We know what the mm-hmm. red circle is for. It's for us to get excited that we have a notification. Oh, someone likes what I did. Let me yeah. check it. Let me check it. Like for Instagram, for example. Oh, I posted this awesome photo. Ten minutes later, you get a notification. Oh my God, it's great! And you click on it. It's some robo account saying, <laughs> "Oh man, what a great post! You, we look for ambassador. Wear our shirt." <laughs> look, you just got this dopamine hit, mm-hmm. and then brought back to reality that it's a robot that doesn't give a f about you, nope. and you just wasted ten seconds of your life. Oh, but now I see that this person posted this, and you start your thumb flick. Yeah, that's right. You know, like 10 minutes later, you're still sitting on the toilet and you shat 10 minutes ago. Like, because <laughs> <laughs> that's when everyone does social media. Yeah. And your kid is out there banging, your kid's out there drawing a picture of a dinosaur and you're missing that moment. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, like these are like, I'm talking out of my experience, guys. I'm not bashing people, I'm bashing myself here. Like, yeah. I literally was on Facebook last night while I heard my daughter playing in the front room and my wife was with her. I should be by their side. Mm. And it pisses like get emotional, right? Like, um, like I said earlier, like it pissed me off that even after this book was released, I still did that. So delete the app, Sean. That's me talking to myself. Delete the app. Be present for your family. It's a, it's a theme in the book and it's still things that we all, we all still do this. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It, you know, and it, it is a, uh, it's, it's an easy thing to do and yet really difficult at the same time for a lot of people because it, it's going to change their habits. It's going to change their mode of operation for the most part, and, that, and that's always a struggle, but the payoff is is well, well worth it. You know? Absolutely. I, I, I deleted – You know, I don't handle our business emails, but I still had access to that account on my phone. Last week, I logged out of it, and it took me 24 hours to get out of the habit of switching over to that account when I checked my own email. Yeah. 24, like now it's a week later and I, I have not my thumb, your thumbs know where to go, right? Like it's, it's crazy to think that like my thumb knows exactly where that app was. I'd click on it and I, it knew where to go to switch that account. Click in the top right corner, click the next thing that was below it on the left. And then you'd be in that email. It took mm-hmm. me 24 hours to get out of that habit. Mm-hmm. Some things might be harder to break, but that one was pretty quick. Three days ago, I moved all the apps around on my phone to see if that would help me not check them. It took 24 hours for my thumb to figure out where Facebook and Instagram was. <laughs> it was a little bit harder for me to get to it, so it was annoying, and it yeah. made me conscious that, hey, yeah, you should be conscious. check right now. But it literally – it didn't stop me from checking it. And so I, went, I took the next step. I, like I said, for the 20th time, I deleted the app. And yeah. that that is mess- – but – I, I kind of mentioned this in the food chapter with the food food companies. If you know someone's trying to f with you, mm-hmm. that's someone I don't want to play ball with. So I'm yeah. going to start changing the game. I'm taking control of my strategy of my game plan. They can keep pushing their game plan. The company can keep putting that cereal at eye level where I see it. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. Walk by the cereal aisle, they can keep spending the money on. Uh, on TV commercials, but I got rid of cable. So now I don't see commercials like, Oh my God. Now they, they have sponsored ads on Facebook. Okay. Unfollow this company from advertisements. Like it's one, one little tactical thing at a time. Unfollow, unfriend, hide this ad, hide that ad, unsubscribe from the email list. Like, Oh my God, you bought something from from uh, Target, and they took your information and and uh, put you on their daily emails, and so now you see every discount. Mm-hmm. Unsubscribe from it. Yeah, yeah, so, and and all, and, yeah, I could <laughs> I could tell, Ooh. but all that kind of frees you up um, to make those those connections that you talk about as well, and and that's you know that's that's the that's the gripe from all the uh, older generations in our world today. 
uh, and their fear uh, that kids today aren't going to be able to make uh, connections with people um, that sit next to them or across from them because they're so, uh, you know, kind of focused on their device or focused on uh, other things that, that don't have that personal connection. Um, and it's important. It, it's things we need as humans. It, it's a thing that uh, we need each other to kind of move forward as well. And, and so uh, that was a, a fantastic section as well. Um, but you got to be free in order to, to do that because connections take time. Yeah. Yeah. You're not, you're not gonna, you're not going to read that chapter. And if you've been married for 15 years and you haven't had sex in three years, like it's not going to change today. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. It's not going to, it's going to be really, really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but putting your phone down and making eye contact is the first step. Yeah. Like, that is the first step holding your spouse's hand while you're walking into the restaurant and you haven't done that in forever. Like uh, going back to like the bed, the sleep thing in the bedroom, the, the two things that I say there is your bedroom, mm-hmm. your bedroom's made for two things, sleeping and having sex. If, if you read this book and your spouse doesn't and you try and pounce on them and have sex and you haven't had sex in a while, like they're probably going to react a way you don't want them to react. To. <laughs> yeah. like, That's like, not going to go well. <laughs> uh, but you know, everyone's different and you have to, you have to feel it out. You have to open up and it, that takes two people to tango, right? Like I can't control what your spouse is doing and you also can't control what your spouse is doing and how they're reacting, but you do control what you're doing. So, mm-hmm. um, that's a really, a really tough chapter, uh, to, to talk about again on a podcast. These, right. all these internal ones are because everyone's so different. Right. Like if you're just married last week. That is so different than 20, 20 year old marriages, but, um, but you if, have the opportunity to do some really smart things now, if, if you yeah, are, you know, smart things now, if you're just going through a divorce, you have time to number one, mend that relationship with the person you just got a divorce with mm. still important, especially if you have a child that's yeah. important. They are a part of that child's life. Um, you know, so, uh, what, was there anything that stuck out in that chapter, uh, for you that you have yeah, I have, I have quite a few little highlights here. here. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by the Emom Box, subscription boxes built for people who wad. Get an original box every month on the month filled with fresh gear, wad accessories, healthy snacks, and more all delivered right to your door. Boxes are curated by fellow fitness fanatics, to give you the highest quality gear, the Emom Box does the hard work for you guys. You enjoy the savings, 40 plus percent off. With the free shipping anywhere in the U.S. of A, the Emom Box is the best way to add to your gym game. Use code VOODOO in all caps to save 20% off your first box order. That's V-O-O-D-O-O-VOODOO. In all caps, at themombox.com. Part part of you know my my everyday life is 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 also working with with married couples as well. But uh, there's a huge difference between being self centered and being self assured. Being self centered impedes strong connections between humans. But being self-assured and recognizing your own accomplishments encourages others to do the same, promoting positivity and compassion that allows connections and growth. Um, Knowing that um, being aware of who you are, though, and being aware of your shortcomings and that, you know, like you said a minute ago, the only only thing you can change is yourself in that relationship. Um, One of the things we talk about a a lot of times, especially with married couples um, that are just starting out is – um, coming into a relationship, knowing that, um, or, or being cognizant of the fact that, um, the biggest issue of the marriage is, is you. And so if you're working on you being better for the relationship, then the, the outcome of that is, is a lot better, you know, than always thinking it's the other person. And so that plays into that whole, you know, yeah. being, um, self-assured, um, and going, you know, I'm keeping myself in check. Uh, I'm working on the things that that I can bring to this. Um, the ideal situation will come from me actually working on myself, you know, and, and that's a, that's a big deal. 
and don't bullshit yourself and call yourself out when you mess up, right? Like you're not going to be perfect as you start making some of these changes, these habits yeah. and the way that you react are going to be tough, uh, to change. Right? You, mm-hmm. My voice does elevate when I get excited about something, but sometimes that calms off the wrong way. So sometimes I have to keep that in check and bring that back down a level. Sure. Uh, you know, uh, part of that quote as well is, uh, you know, being self-centered as in you're the only thing that matters and you're only going to make decisions that benefit you versus being self-assured and also like being happy with the progress you're making and being okay with vocalizing that inside of your four walls, um, Mm -hmm. showing, showing the happiness and positivity that some of these changes are uh, making in your life would hopefully at some point bring your spouse along for the ride. You know, one of the biggest takeaways that I got from, from our therapist was that, you know, we can't solve problems for the other people. Yeah. Uh, you know, let's talk about our problems. Let's get them out there, but we can't solve it. Uh, we can listen, we can ha- be empathetic, we can understand, but it does take that person. So, but again, what you control, you control uh, your short temperedness, you control, um, not forcing the thoughts of the book onto your spouse. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause that was a big question that I had was like, how do I get my spouse to catch up to speed? I'm like, well, don't do what I did and start like preaching to them. <laughs> Here, sit down. I need to, I need to learn yeah. you some things. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You need to learn. That. Oh, I read this yesterday and it's fixed my entire life. So forget about everything I've done for the past four years. Just, just focus on what I learned 24 hours ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's definitely, yeah, that was a mistake I made too. When I got into <laughs> leadership and personal development, um, books, but, um, that chapter, like my, my sister-in-law read the book and she just commented, she goes chapter eight and she added these emojis with big eyes, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I think it's because I'm transparent in that chapter. I talk about, you know, some of the problems that my wife and I have gone through. And when we sat on the couch and and looked at each other and was like, this is not what we want. Mm -hmm. And it goes back to, okay, if you say this is not what you want, what action are we going to take about it? And we took action. And I'm, I'm so thankful that we did. I'm thankful that we are willing to listen to each other and move forward. I think a lot of people uh, aren't happy where they are, uh, maybe in their relationship, uh, but they're not doing anything proactive. They're not at least getting the message out there and doing something together. Um, you know, I, some, I know people are against, some people are against divorce. Uh, I'm against divorce if you ha- haven't actually put in uh, the, the effort. Like you should put in the first. Like if you haven't talked to a therapist, go talk to a therapist and I'm not a therapist and I'm not someone that has a degree in this. So take everything with a grain of salt. I don't have the perfect plan. The book is not a perfect action plan either, but, um, what do you do? Are you attempting? Are you really truly attempting to make a difference in your relationship? That's Mm -hmm. the book. Hopefully, I mean, isn't the the best game plan, but hopefully at least makes you pull out the microscope and question Mm -hmm. yourself instead of the other people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's exactly, you know, for, for me, it's that progression. It's that, you know, get you back in the pursuit, but, but get you forward moving, you know, and that's what I appreciated overall about the whole thing is that it, it evokes movement as opposed to, um, just sheer, well, let me sit back and think about that for a little bit. You know, it it, it, invo- it evokes this idea of like, okay, I got to move and progress. And, um, you know, I, I don't like the way that things are exactly right now, but, um, I, I think I, I think I have a vision or something of what they could be. And so let's pursue that. Let's continue start moving towards that. Cause, um, you know, I'm, I'm good enough. I'm strong enough and doggone it. People like me, uh, <laughs> you know, and for so, some people listening to this podcast, like they have full schedules because they've, they've chosen to do some of those things and analyze your pillars. And if you're training three hours a day, five days a week, maybe you can take that back a notch. So pull that one back to build mm-hmm. up one of the other ones, man. Like, yeah. like I was there, man, I worked out for two to three hours a day. And then I, you know, thought my relationship was really good. Like it, mm-hmm. it wasn't like it wasn't. And, um, so so yeah, I mean, you're hitting the nail on the head there, man. Like get off the couch, literally move your body, but take, take the first step is, I mean, yeah. if that's short-term motivation works, I mean, you need to get some discipline and change some habits to help long-term, but, um, hopefully the book motivates you to, to do something right now. And let's be consistent with that over the next month and, and really fight to, to make the change mm-hmm. no matter how small or big. Yeah. I mean, you got a short life and, you know, you, you don't want to s- spend the, the bulk of that life settling. That's right. 
you know, that's, that's not fun. Yeah. Well, man, uh, I've, I enjoyed it and highly recommend it. And, uh, I hope people will go out and you'll sell 25 more copies. <laughs> 25. And, uh, <laughs> Let's increase it by 10%, man. Uh, like, <laughs> you know, by this point I want, I just want to hear from the people that bought the book. You yeah. know, guys like the podcast here and you want to buy it. I think the Kindle version is only three ninety nine. So Kindle version, paperback version is twelve ninety nine on Amazon. Enjoy it. Let reach out to me. I mean, literally I put my Instagram handle on the back cover. So uh, you know, DM me your thoughts, questions, whatever. I'd love to hear uh what you think about it. Yeah. Um so on uh, Instagram, where do they where do they go? Yep. Sean underscore Rider underscore and Sean is S H A W N and Rider is R I D E R. Um, so just find me on there, follow me on there. The book itself has an Instagram handle just at the relentless pursuit of you. Um, so if you don't want to buy the book yet, but you kind of want to see some of the quotes from the book and thoughts and kind of how I write, click on that and read some of the posts. So, um, just giving people the opportunity to to get a little taste of it before they Mm -hmm. invest in making the purchase. I mean, it's not expensive. Just go buy the book. Yeah, you know? go buy the book. Yeah, you know, that's what I say. <laughs> um, well, I appreciate your time, and uh, thanks for being my first uh, Skype recording. Boom. Hopefully it cuts out well. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. All right, <laughs> All right man. Talk to you later. Yep. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by NutriShop Franklin. Go on by NutriShop Franklin for all your personal needs. You need supplements? They got it. You need your protein? They got it. You need to pick me up? You need to drink a bang? They got it. So go check them out in Franklin in the Cool Springs area. When you stop in and you see Kyle, say, hey, Jacob said you got some good stuff here. I'll tell you, you won't be disappointed because they have unrivaled customer service. So go check them out and tell them you heard about them having the Barbell Voodoo Podcast.